0: Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Ann and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Carnathan, do we have an incredible guest in the grit and gravitas podcast studio? I know we say it every episode, but this we have raised the bar of badassery every
1: every <laughs> every episode. Though it's true, right? And we bring it. And I just, uh, it's been delightful. And I don't know <laughs> if this will please people or not. Please, people. We just had two shows just before we started this show. We've been yakking and, and I know we had a, a grand couple old time. episodes.
0: Janet Donovan, welcome to the Grit and Gravitas podcast studio. You are CEO of the Girl Scouts in the heart of PA. Pennsylvania,
2: absolutely.
0: <laughs> welcome. There is so thank much you. history going on. Uh, I don't know. There's not enough time to for us to post all the content when it goes out. Uh, welcome. Thank and you, thank you. I'm so you, glad to be here. Your backstory is incredible. I have such a close tie to the Girl Scouts, on a national level, and let me just start, she has this awesome scarf on, which is uh, the like the, the sash. It looks like the badges. Um.
2: Right here. <laughs> All the badges.
0: But I think even more important, I'm so impressed by that. I'm going to hold up. These are the new, adventureful cookies. Breaking
1: news. Yeah. And more importantly, breaking cookies, which yes. is even better than any news. Yes.
0: Because- all right, Janet, we want to give you ample time to share your backstory. You are a Rear Admiral retired, and that, like, I'm in all of that. Annie, agree?
1: Oh, she's she's in all of this. That in space. Those are the, <laughs> yes, two, that those is the two things she's...
0: Give us a... Um, A little bit, a glimpse into your backstory of how you uh, went from military service and thank you for your service into the nonprofit world of the Girl Scouts.
2: Happy to do so. Thank you so much to both of you for the opportunity to be here today. How did I come to Girl Scouts from the military? (laughs) It seems like such a strange transition. I was a Girl Scout and my daughters were Girl Scouts. I was not a troop leader, but always volunteering in the background. And one of the reasons that we did that was through a military career, I knew that my girls were going to be moving again and again and again. This is our 11th move here for me and my husband. And I knew that Girl Scouts would provide that consistency of experience no matter where they went. And so that was important as we were considering extracurricular activities. But for me, the most important part was was having been in a fairly male-dominated career, as you can imagine in the military, that I would continue to do two things. Number one, lead a life of service, which is so important to me personally. And number two, do something to empower the next generation of girls. So I wanted to make sure that I personally could do something that would help girls make choices that value their worth. And that so closely aligns- That's kind of a business vitamin right
0: there. (laughs) Girls make choices that, that value, value their, their worth. Okay. Like that's the first business vitamin. That's only a pre- the only prerequisite we have on the podcast. And uh, really the only advanced information we give is that we uh, we just ask you to deliver at least one, but I know that we're going to get a lot of business vitamins. <laughs> that's a wow. Yeah.
2: And, and I think the important piece, that, and I look at my own daughters who have had, and they're now adults and very successful, but at the same time, growing up, the influences of social media and peer pressure and um, everything that they see in the movies and on television that comes from Hollywood, they don't necessarily encourage positive choices. No,
1: it's a highlight reel. Yep. It's what everyone wants you to see in a manufactured way to whatever degree that is. But that, to me, is not reality, to your it's point. It's not
2: reality. And so what do you do? How can I personally be part of that? And so I had, as part of my network, someone who saw this position, ironically, uh, I wasn't targeting Central Pennsylvania. My father-in-law, though, grew up in Hershey.
0: Oh, So great. coming
2: back to Central Pennsylvania for us was really just an, another bonus on top. I think I would have gone anywhere to have been a CEO of a Girl Scout Council, but to come here is really special.
1: Just closes that loop. But, but one thing to, um, as the tail end of the business vitamin to start, to project a woman's worth they have to realize that worth. Absolutely. And, and I think it's it's you you're absolutely right and what we try to do is get here we try to get there that everyone has tremendous worth. But until or unless you recognize it you can't amplify it. And
2: we talked about this before we started uh, before we started the show and that is this concept of you are enough. Mm-hmm. Right. You are enough. How do we get women and girls to believe you are enough. And especially in the face of all these outside pressures that are plasticized right. and condensed in a way that are totally unre- unrealistic. You use the word manufactured.
1: And and for me, when I look out, I, I, I'm not necessarily saying that imposter syndrome, for all of us at low points shouldn't be a real thing. And again, I try to just, you know, I have a son, I have a husband, I have a dad, I have brothers, like we love men, but this is solely to help (laughs) women because we're different. There are different struggles, there are different challenges. And I don't know that there's not self-doubt and is that imposter syndrome, but I have never lived a day going, I'm not this good. So where did I get that worth? right? I mean, it's a long life now. It's a long career. How that You can't pinpoint that. Janet, it's building blocks. And so I do think it's a process, but it's a tough one for women.
2: It's a process. And one of the things that we try to do in the Girl Scout leadership experience is to build that into the process. So the pillars of the Girl Scout experience, leadership experience, really build on life skills. So all of our programming is is really designed for five very specific outcomes and one of them is increased sense of self mm-hmm. another is to have challenge seeking behavior so we can eliminate this we don't do something because of a fear of failure. We know that there are going to be failures and we learn so much from our failures. And Annie, you were talking about that before. And I don't know if you have anything that you'd like to share of what a lesson came out of, you know, a particular failure that helped imple- impel you oh, to the place where so you are many, now. Right? <laughs> you know, it's
1: a short show and we, we have to focus on you, but I, but I've been very, very candid about my failures because I do believe that those pave the way for the comeback. And for for what I learned and Ann and I just we share more of that for women to say, hey, here is where we are. We are very successful. We have a very full life. We're able to do many, many things, but it wasn't without tremendous adversity. And to your point, that's not what we talk about on social media. That's not what girls hear. And yes, but look, if you don't try, you're never going to know. And I would much rather fail having tried than not. And so, again, there's all these ingredients, and that, that aren't necessarily, oh, here's how my worth right. was built. But I do know, Janet, without question, it was more through the adversity and the difficult times to get knocked down and to get back up.
2: And Anne, you and I talked about this as well, which is somewhere along the line, girls learn that by asking people might say no. Mm-hmm. And so how do we teach girls that no doesn't mean I hate you mm-hmm. and no doesn't mean never. And I think those can also be business vitamins. And right? Part how of do, you do you do that?
0: Emotional resilience yes. in young ladies and, you know, executive women. <laughs> I'm still I wrote a chapter of that in Women in High Gear and I honest to goodness reread my own chapter because You have to do a lot of self-talk. You have to be self-aware, but you have to, um, to your point, if someone says no, and in the world of entrepreneurship, you're going to have a lot of no's, whether it's for clients or partners or new hires, um, and you get back up and you say, you know, no was no right now in this moment in time. It doesn't mean it's no tomorrow. I've had many experiences where it was the fourth ask that the executive said yes, you know, uh, yes, I'll attend. Yes, I'll speak. Yes, I'll work with you. And just at building that self confidence in yourself, that certainly helps in a Girl Scout situation. If you're in a troop of women, that you have a natural support system. It helps uh, from our podcast guests. We already, now we have a circle of a network of influencers and that are really supporting each other who didn't know each other. And uh, building that in, no one knocks on our door and says, you know, hey, I've got a, a full day of yeses for you. That's just not going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're not on the shelf no. of the store, to <laughs> buy. <am I. laughs> no,
0: they're not.
2: And, and so to your point about building your own business, that's one of the things. Of course, the cookie program right. is the, the, the premier entrepreneurship program for girls in the world, right? And it's more than just out there selling a box of cookies. It's all about developing a marketing plan, yeah. understanding what their troop proceeds, how much are they going to earn per box of it's cookies. It's finance. What are they going to yeah. do? It's finance. It's business judgment. It's people skills. It's uh, its all of those things that are going to help girls become entrepreneurs. And small business is what America is founded on. We need all of these girls to become women business owners.
0: I and love that. And they have that. the potential. And I never thought of that in the many years I sold Girl Scout cookies. It was 50 cents a box when I sold them. (laughs) But, you know, that's where you really achieve what Annie is phenomenal, your salesmanship, your, you know, willingness to knock on a stranger's door and say, why do you, why do you need this box of cookies? And I confess a lot of them bought them just because, you know, they knew that I was a neighbor or they, you know, had a relationship with the Girl Scouts, not necessarily that they needed or wanted another, you know, dessert box of sweets, but they bought them and you learn those skills, the, the, be personable, be kind, be nice. You know, maybe it was no one time and you came back the next week and say, Hey, i you know, I've got a new flavor. Uh, didn't know if you, you know, you're having company this weekend. Maybe you want to try, uh, this box this time. Absolutely. And once again, that entrepreneurship skill, we know
2: that girls, when they are young, want to have their own businesses. And somewhere along the line, they learn that society isn't necessarily going to or they perceive society isn't going to be as supportive of them right. as women own businesses. And so the only way that that we can be assured is that they have continuing entrepreneurial activity. And the Girl Scout program allows that. We have a great um, video of one of our 10-year-olds who during COVID, our first year of COVID, so- sold more than three thousand packages of cookies.
1: <laughs> wow! And
2: we we what is started her name? out. We need, we need an introduction <laughs> to her. She's <laughs> she's amazing. Her name is Emily, and she's um and she's from one of our counties. And she at the end we asked her. So Emily, like, how did you do that? And she said, you know, you just have to put yourself out there. <laughs> And she's 10. And she's 10. <laughs> she's going to have her own business. Yes, she is. She's going to have her own business. And it's phenomenal because those are the skills that we need. And we need that consistency so that we don't see the drop off when girls become teenagers. We have to, when their confidence can maybe be a little bit shaken. And so how do we build that? And we build it by continuing to have that entrepreneurial activity. And there's badges galore straight out of here. Mine is is, uh, a little bit dated, so I don't have all the cookie badges on here. But 26 badges – currently are about the cookie program, Philanthrop- wow. philanthropy in business. And of course, they do have an opportunity. People have an opportunity to contribute a box of cookies or money toward a box of cookies. Uh, this year, we are partnering again with Operation Gratitude, which supports our military. And so those boxes, last year we spent, we sent more than 50,000 packages of cookies to deployed military troops or to veterans oh, in their hospitals and, and clinics. And so how do we support that and what the girls have learned? is when they are trying to sell, and this will go to your salesmanship um, experience too, when they're trying to sell, if they have a cause in addition to their own business cause, it makes it much more exciting for the customer to say- Do well
1: by doing good.
2: Absolutely. And they don't want to necessarily just support the troop, although they do, but they might say, "Eh, I don't want a box of cookies. And then they say, well, would you be interested in supporting Operation Gratitude? And they make a
0: sale. Oh, totally. Great.
1: And I and I when it reminds me of, of, of the perspective when I, you know, managed salespeople and how personally they took no and rejection. And the more we normalize no. And and why is it no crippling when a dog's sitting there wanting a chew? No. And and someone told me so early on, Annie, think about dogs and kids. They just don't take no for an answer. <laughs> and they know Good. there's an Good end goal example. in mind and the more often they ask and are there and available and and so the 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 the, the normalization of no and no in almost every capacity of, in anyone's life other than business is part of life. It's part of it.
2: No is the beginning
0: of negotiation.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and so Wait, now that's another business vitamin. That is a business and No so, is the
0: beginning of negotiation. And,
1: and how, and I'll say to, you know, oh, I love sales, but I don't like to prospect. Well, then you don't love sales because that's how the entire process starts. That's but true. how in the world am I going to walk in? And at that point I would just park my car and walk up and down the street. <laughs> and, you know, I was still in college, but, but how in the world saying no to me has anything to do with me? I just walked in off the street. I just interrupted their business. I have no idea what kind of day they're having. I have no idea what kind of human being they are. It has to start with a a conversation for someone, right? To be able to have it. And so they don't want to have it. Great. The most no's. I would be curious if she sold 3,000 boxes of cookies. How many no's did she get to get to 3,000 yeses? Because it's predominantly more no's to get to a yes, and it is a numbers game. But I always thought too, back to worth, that if people didn't said no to me and didn't want me in their life, that's that's pretty much your loss too, right? Don't think I'm just okay, fine. There's a million other you, but there's only one me. And so I think that's your loss too. And how in the world, right, do we normalize no in girls that's who take it so question. personally? Yes. And how is it that girls take it so
2: personally? How, what is it about our society that girls enter intuit or interpret that no means I
0: it's something personal. I don't I don't know the answer to that. And I think a lot of those lessons will start in the home. Yes, know, with with parents. We talked a little earlier about the importance of role modeling. So see one to be one. If I've never seen a female bank CEO, I don't really know that I can reach it. If I haven't seen a female uh, on the international space station. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm thinking of that. Um, <clears throat> the incredible importance, even in our few meetings that I've understood about, uh, young girls and learning these principles and skills far exceeds just a one and a half hour troop meeting. And, uh, very interesting. October is national women's small business month. And I've spent some time with clients and colleagues highlighting them on the news how appropriate that we're talking about the first seeds of entrepreneurship planted in an 8-year-old, 9-year-old, 12-year-old. And then adding purpose, which always is a game changer to the sales process, they're not buying cookies. They're really buying into the Girl Scouts' opportunity and availability to teach the next generation, you know, uh, principles of business and passion and skills and courage and bravery and being able to be self-aware. So it it really isn't about the cookies. And that young 10-year-old, Emily, did you say her name is? <clears throat> Probably mastered the purpose in the sale. And she took out whatever, whatever the box of cookies the choice was. You know, people were buying into Emily.
2: Absolutely. And I think such as the title for this by this new cookie launch, Adventurefuls, right?
0: Love. Which is,
2: and 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 the profits that they will make, their troop proceeds will actually fuel their next adventure as a troop. So we're trying to get girls to think bigger about what they're going to be able to do that, mm, and and so travel is a big part of it. I have a great story about one of our rural troops, and. They traveled, they used their cookie to proceeds, and they traveled to Washington, D.C. And in the small town where they lived, there was no building with an escalator. So they had never seen an escalator oh my word. in person. Aww never seen an escalator in person. And they went to Washington, D.C. And if you've been in Washington, D.C. and been on the Metro, some of those Metro escalators are amazing. And these girls were riding an escalator three stories out of the bowels (laughs) of the Washington, D.C. Metro. Their eyes are opened in a way that they will never unsee those experiences. And how does that fuel their dreams and their potential?
1: Of adventure
2: adventure absolutely unlimited. so it's unlimited
0: uh janet give us a little idea of how you're, all the leadership that you achieved in the military so rear admiral at a time um you know you had said in a in a man's world well that you've taken that to new levels there had to be like 0.01% of women <clears throat> excuse me at the time when you started your trajectory all those experiences now transfer uh, to the Girl Scouts in the heart of PA, what are some of those leadership uh, experiences that you really are hoping to invest in these young girls or the troop leaders? Sure. And and our troop leaders are amazing.
2: We have about 5,000 volunteers wow. across our footprint, and there would be no Girl Scouting with, without without volunteers. They do such an amazing job. And it may have been your mom um, who was a troop leader or a cookie mom is what we yeah. called them uh, in back in the day. But our volunteers are amazing. And so the volunteer training that we offer uh, to them is also uh, just a bonus. A lot of the training that we do, they can put that on their professional rev- resumes yeah. um, so that they understand not only is volunteering good for the girls, volunteering is also good for them professionally because of the training that we offer. You know, for me, my personal my personal philosophy about leadership really is that uh, we need to make sure that we are creating an atmosphere in which people understand what the mission is, that they fa- find camaraderie in the group and they have to believe that their leader is competent. Um, Not just competent in terms of the subject matter expert, but also with integrity and ethics. And so those, of course, are all bedrock um, philosophies of the military, which transfer over so easily to Girl Scouts. But, you know, for me personally, it's important to lead up. Lean in and throw a ladder down.
0: See, I love that. So there okay, that's the third set of business vitamins.
1: Man, it's multi. <laughs> yeah. Multi, multivitamin. Yes. So day.
2: lead up. Lead up. So it doesn't matter. And I imagine that you've also seen this, right? We need people who work with us and and who may work for us, but that they are actually continuing to press us. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I think they're saying, well, the CEO has it and Challenge it hasn't gotten us. back to me. Yes. Challenge us. We need that. That's leading up. Bring solutions. Fresh yeah, eyes. Bring, yeah. Fresh eyes. That's what we need. You know, leaning in is just that we got to bring our best game, our A game every day. And throwing a ladder down is taking a look at the women who are coming up. We've maybe been path, path blazers, trailblazers in our own way, but how are we going to make that easier for the next generation, and I think that that's important, and that's part of the reason why I'm at Girl Scouts.
0: And that's one of our philosophies at Grit and Gravitas. We're obviously throwing here. ladders down, uh, that's near and dear to both of us. I have had ladders thrown down to me from men and women, absolutely not, not just women, actually, statistically, more men uh, than women just in my uh, career. But we are passionate about making sure young women, you know, have an opportunity to learn from the people that we are privileged to have in our studio and, and in those shared experiences.
1: And I think you can talk about women helping women through our shared experiences, or you could be, you know, at this point, Ann and I actually doing something about it, you know, to, to a great tithe of our time our studio, our guest time. And to your point, none of this would be possible without our guests. People would get tired of, of me, not so much, Anne, <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but that too, you can't, you can't, and to your point of the 5,000 volunteers, this doesn't happen without our guests. And when you, when I look at leadership, the number one thing, if we're, if we're going to be a fully functioning team is that they have to trust me yep. and there has to be chemistry and there has to be rapport and someone will say, my gosh, you're talking about, you know, the woman I married, the man I married, it's, it's, you, you know, you're bringing yourself everywhere. And if you have philosophies and tenets for the way you live your life, it, it shouldn't be different at work than it is at home. And my entire thing is, and I've said this my entire career, I want people to be like McDonald's, right? Anywhere in the country. When I w- walk in and I order, you know, a, a Big Mac, if I were, I want, I want people to be consistent, which is exactly what you said. I don't, I don't want the volatility you know, if there's a bad day, tell me about that. Should you be here? Like, just use words and talk. And honestly, Janet, if we didn't have that chemistry, the, the, the test, the stress test was COVID, where whew, all of a sudden we weren't together anymore. And a lot of what I do is read a room, and it's it's the EQ. It's seeing someone. And,
2: and I love this point because... It harkens back for me to an earlier podcast that I saw the two of you do. And that is about brand and personal brand. And so the consistency piece, you know, I think that brand is where self-description meets consumer experience. I said she's talking our language.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, so when I say... She's a ringer, I think.
2: Yeah. <laughs> when no. I say, I'm, I do this... If the customer experience actually isn't that, you can say, I do this all day long. You will not have a brand. And so we have to actually make sure that we are guarding our professional reputations every day, all day long, because you don't know what your professional reputation is. And maybe your closest friends will tell you, but you don't know what it is. So the only thing that you have is to be able to guard that in the public do what you say you're going to do with consistency.
1: We have to be what we're about. Yes. And there, there has to be what I call personal board of directors before the wall street journal did it to be able to tell you the truth. Yes. And I say to, to, to our leadership team, the day that you can't tell me the truth, we don't have a compatible relationship anymore. Right. So where did that break down? We have to get back on the rails, because I need you as much as as I need anyone. And when I look out at how that growth happens, it, it happens, Janet, by being challenged. It's it's absolutely not a destination. If we're ever a destination, we're going to get run over, you know, and left behind. We have to continue to challenge the journey, you know, with so, each of us and the entire mission.
2: So I love your personal board of directors, and I talk about personal board of directors as well when I'm doing public speaking, and I think. It starts in part with network, which that's one of the things that our alumna will, will tell us is that Girl Scouting provides such a powerful network for them of women and girls across the world. Um, but I'm curious, when you're looking at your personal board of directors, do you have categories of people that you're trying to pull in that are going to bring different things to that? That's typically what I'm looking for.
1: I really have to say for me, again, it's all EQ. It's all trust. It's consistency. It's, I mean, you- They're outside you, of your industry you, too. Yeah, yeah. And you, and you could, people say my, my leadership team, I have a type and I'm sick of well, a phenomenal human being, a great dad, a great, right? Anybody would want that type, right? So so what is that attraction in terms of that? But mostly it's, it's that consistency and that ability to, to never sort of always be right. I mean, I never am. And, and that personal board of directors, I mean, trust is my currency. So again, you look at all the things that are important to me in business that are absolutely that important. And now, I mean, I really have the feeling that as time goes on, I want to focus more on the people that get me, that like me, that know the journey, that know the damage, that know the setbacks to be able to just frame it in, in a concise way to go, Annie, here's where I would get back on. And even with Ann, I said, you know, be in my bonnet is women aren't helping women enough. And I'm part, I'm part of that. Right. I mean, I'm a woman and it's now advanced in my career. So here's what I'm thinking about doing to, to, to not just talk about it. Right. And even as a sales, don't talk about what are you going to do? And this is what we're doing. And Ann, I didn't finish the sentence and she goes, yes. Right. And <laughs> Should so we do a podcast. Well, yes. <laughs> And, had- and who knew, right? I mean, who knew? And so I think Janet from that early, days, I mean, no is no is no. And maybe it is permanent, but they're lost, right? Because there's tons of people, you know, you know salesmanship is when you're walking out of Carnes with like four things of cookies, because I have cookie monsters at home. And I'm like, oh, yes, yes, because they're asking. There's not a person that goes by and God bless Carnes for giving Girl Scouts the space to do it. And this whole table of like, talk about presentation. Of course, you're going to stop it by some.
2: Right, and Carnes was such a huge supporter to us at the beginning of COVID. So, if if you'll indulge me for a moment, I want to give an amazing um, cookie journey. <laughs> so, uh, on March sixth, I committed to buying uh, from our baker two million packages of cookies for wow. of twenty twenty. <sighs> on March seventh, uh, we d- we then uh, had our first case of COVID in our 30 county footprint, it was in Wayne County. On March 13th, we shut down um, across the the footprint and we had 4,000 cookie booths that were supposed to happen and we didn't get to do any. So how do you sell two million packages of cookies and how do we deliver and how do we do all the things? Now, obviously girls and volunteers, they were amazing and they pivoted to digital. First of all, they pivoted to digital, which of course, Girls were doing what every small business and entrepreneur had to do in America, which is they had a marketing plan, they had a delivery plan. They had an idea on how this was all going to play out and how they were going to make their proceeds. And they had to pivot just like every mm-hmm. small business. And so we were also so supported by the community Carns, Carnes, of course, among them, where they were helping us make sure that troops could bring in cookies. They put the UPC codes in right. and then allowed, allowed girls to actually still get their proceeds out of that, working with individual troops across our footprint. But at the end of the day, we also had phenomenal philanthropists who came forward and said, I'll buy a virtual cookie booth and I will donate it to the military or I will donate it to our first responders or our clinics. And they were amazing. But at the end of the day, and we only have a couple of months to do this, um, how did we do? We did not sell two million packages of cookies, but we moved 1.97 million packages oh of word. cookies. I was gonna say
1: Don and Annie at University in the Magic Park would have, would have bought probably two million. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> they two million boxes, like Annie, will figure out something to do with. This. So would you believe that time's up? Uh, and you already. thought I was staring at the cookies, but uh, I was also marking time, and it—that's how fast it goes, Janet. And and I don't—I mean, I don't know if they'll edit this or not, but Andrea was just in here, and you talk about somebody walking the walk, Andrea Carnes. Andrea Carnes extraordinary young lady and just leading by example.
0: Well, and they're saying yes to you to the pivot while they are frontline providers. Absolutely. 1200 employees trying to figure out their own safety
1: and emergency
0: response to COVID and still giving time for philanthropy in the midst of, and they were, they're great partners for Salvation Army too, but I've got to end. And I know we're inching over, um, 30 minutes. and You're giving me that. Eye. It's over, <laughs> but it's our show. That's so it. we can, we can That's do whatever we want. We're, That's we're right. in the That's executive right. seats. That's right. Um, Janet is sitting in a newly, uh, reupholstered chair with historic significance to my family. So my, <laughs> my great aunt, Jane Dieter Rippen uh, was national director of the Girl Scouts from 1919 to 1930 under her leadership. The cookies, uh, hit the country by storm, and it became their premier fundraising. Uh, She developed many different programs, uh, went overseas and back. But that is her chair from her executive offices. And I didn't think of it until Janet came into the studio and sat down. I thought, wow, I can't wait to tell my siblings the the historical significance of today. For more than 100 (laughs) years making that happen.
2: So she was at the genesis. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity today. What a great... Uh, what a great podcast.
0: Thank you, Janet Donovan, Annie Carnathan. We're having our back. Extraordinary <laughs>
1: to meet you, Janet. Sincerely. Thank you. Thank you. Have a high
0: gear day. Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram and have a high gear day.